Welcome to Spirit Behind the Screen. Each episode, your host, Marty McCurdy, deep dives on industry trends around high reliability electronics and the supply chain in aerospace and defense. This is episode 33 on Spirit's BGA reballing process with our in-house partner, Latham Industries. This is Marty McCurdy with Spirit Electronics, and we are recording one of our podcasts, uh, part two with Miss Tracy Latham and Latham Industries. Welcome back, Tracy. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great. Good. Well, today, I know we've had a few uh, chuckles over our, our conversation today, but basically, we are going to focus on the reball of BGAs, which the there's two processes. One is that we remove the balls, and we re- do that here at Spirit with robotics and uh, high precision, but then the reball process of putting the new balls back on the parts really happens in your contract manufacturing line. So I wanted to, to walk through that with our listeners today. Excellent. Great. Well, let's start with how it really, the overall flow goes. So basically, I think the first critical step is that we have a custom tray because the JEDEC trays are a little bit, let's call it too flimsy, if you will. Uh, to accurately place like a, what is the smallest ball that we've done so far? 0.5 millimeters. Okay, That's so 0.5 millimeters. I can barely see them with my bare eyeballs, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, 0.5 millimeter, we have to be sure that the accuracy of that placement on the pad is key. So any movement within the tray is, is an issue, obviously. Yep, very critical. Okay, so this is probably the, you know, in the beginning our NREs are involved because this is part specific, um, both, you know, for the the size of the part and position and all those other things. So uh, when it comes into your line, let's say we've already attacked the trays and we've already uh, had that established, then it comes in to be able to put down a solder paste. We're using the printer uh, on your line to be able to accurately place the the solder paste per pad by incredible accuracy. Can you walk us through that a little bit? Because to me, that is a you know one of the many critical pieces of the reball process. Absolutely. So with our printer, it has some extra features that have really helped us be successful with this. If the paste gets low, it notifies the operator. If it can't get a good swipe, it shuts down. It has 2D inspection. So it can inspect the paste once it's all laid down to make sure before it leaves the printer. The other thing is we have 3S technology, which is a single swing squeegee head. Say that three times fast. Yeah, let's hear that, Tracy. (laughs) Um, And that actually maintains the paste volume consistency. And those are three very critical things for this process. For sure it is, because after the fact, we do an XRF to make sure the composite of that ball and solder fillet, if you will, is exactly what we want. So this accuracy for me is like one of the first critical steps of of what the high-end machine that you have brings to us, right? Yeah. So once we get the paste down with you know both accuracy, thickness, uh, all of these things, it really then comes into the second critical area, which is the pick and place machine that we're using for ball placement. So this is where I know you and I could get on a big soapbox on this one because the actual technology of this machine is 
fabulous and I don't think we've ever really stretched its limits on what it can do. You might have, but the thing nope, is... No, we haven't yet. Yeah, let's yeah, let's a, do it. Let's do it now, yeah. <laughs> so um, just from sheer volume. So let's say, for example, I'm not really too worried about our throughput right now because we can handle just about everything walking in the door from a throughput standpoint. But basically, the, your machine can place 45,000 balls per hour. Correct. That is a lot of balls. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the idea is that if we had, let's say, our Xilinx FPGAs that are, you know, 1,250 balls per device, and we have a whole tray of those, I mean, literally within an hour we could have how many done, right? I, quick math, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> so whatever that is. But, but basically our throughput is like dozens of parts per hour. Absolutely. Uh, with incredible accuracy. So let's talk a little bit about the pick and place machine, just the way that the laser works and the inspection and how many we place at one time. But also I know in the industry is very key on rework of, of BGAs, which we do not want to do any rework because we want to eliminate all the factors that affect rework, which is all oftentimes ball size and defective balls and things like that. So uh, let's talk a little bit about just the incredible accuracy and technology that your machine has to handle that. Absolutely. First, we have a high-speed multi-head, okay? So it can handle ultra-tiny chips to large components. So that's how we're able to place that 0.50 ball. Then what it'll do is it'll pick up the spare, and it will check it to make sure that it aligns properly based on the XY data. So we're going to eliminate defective balls, any spheres that are not the right size, any damaged balls, etc. So you have several things. One, cameras, uh, lasers, and a very accurate 10-nozzle vacuum, basically, to, to pick these up. So what it'll do is it'll come over, it'll pick up 10 spares at a time. It'll do the full inspection, and it will also make sure that it's aligning precisely. Right, and that's half the battle right out of the gate. Right, it okay. is. And then what it'll do is it'll inspect the spare itself, and if it finds any damage, it will place it into a bin. Spits it in the garbage. Just spits it right out, okay? <laughs> and then when it gets, to, so it'll place all the spares, and then when it gets finished, it'll come back and pick one at a time and backfill that BGA. I've seen the interface uh, with your operator, Lisa, who's fabulous over there. Basically, you have a visual readout, and she can see exactly where there wasn't a ball placed, and she can go back and pinpoint, okay, place one ball at this location. She can do that, but the machine will automatically do that for oh, us. Oh, great. Okay. So once it's... She was just showing off then. I just yeah. want her to hear this podcast. She, yeah, she's, she's like that. <laughs> <laughs> and what's really nice, too, is our machine, it will self-clean the nozzles. Okay, so it blows the air through them, makes sure there's nothing clogged in there. We do that before every build, but during the process, we can decide how often that happens too. So now we don't get any extra spears stuck in there, which also helps with the quality. Yeah, I think it was amazing when you and I were first, you know, doing our R&D on this project. On um, We wanted to pick, obviously, the smallest ball so that we could, everything else is gravy, right? Yeah. And because I know I saw you pick up an enormous... Uh, column grid array that you know weighed uh, plenty and, and your machine handled it really well so I know that the the weight of anything going forward is nothing but the smallest ball what the challenge was would it suck it up in the nozzle head and literally it doesn't but at a 0.5 I mean that is an amazing ability to pick those up and place them so yes 
So once it goes through the pick and place and we've got all of the, the balls accurately placed, then you have a 10 zone, which not, you know, every fabulous contract manufacturer has a 10 zone oven, but you have a 10 zone reflow oven. So let's talk about that a little bit because really the, you know, when we talk about the thermal mass of what we're sending through there, how many parts, how many balls per part, all of this, we have the luxury of adjusting that oven in every single zone to get the absolute perfect reflow and the fillet between the, the ball and the part to perform the reball process. Absolutely. So we have, well, we've got extra software called Kick Software that allows us to put extra parameters in there and really fine tune that processing index. In the industry, the processing index window, anything below 100 is great. We can really fine tune that to single digits. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Very nice. And then at the very end, it kicks out and you have an AOI inspection at the end. And I think the most impressive part, obviously the smaller parts are maybe not so susceptible, but you get a 35 millimeter by 35 millimeter device. You have the, your, your AOI actually has the ability to check the warpage of the substrate as well as all of the ball inspection, which I think is pretty amazing. Yep. And with our laser, we can do the warpage and verify the height again in that process so it's pretty it's a 12 megapixel camera true color um, so you don't have all the shadowing that you get on the old equipment yeah very nice yeah. and our, our final process uh, well actually two more but basically then you have a pretty sophisticated wash over there we don't uh, we don't have too much flooding goes on here at spirit no. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's clean yeah. no. So yes, we need to wash the balls. <laughs> wash the balls. Wash Make the balls. sure they're clean. Um, and what we have is a closed loop DI water system. So it really does a nice job of getting them clean. We can control the temperatures on that and the speed of the conveyor also. Very nice, yeah. Because I think one of the things we didn't talk about was the, f the flux or the, the solder with flux in. So it gets, it gets tacky, if you will. And so uh, temperature is key to try to help get that washed out. But also, basically, I think it's key is, is your DI water, but also just all of it, the entire line. Uh, I know here at Spirit in our warehouse, we have ESD zero capabilities, but uh, ESD on these parts is key in, in all through your line, including your wash, you're managing that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Great. Well, I think one of the other pieces also we do as our very final step is we bring it back to your pick and place for a final ball scan which is, again, part of that sophistication of your camera and laser. So if you can touch on that for us, that would be informative. So we put it back into the machine, and then what it'll do is it'll pick up the BGA, and it will do a full inspection for us, which is really great. And one of the things it'll look at is it'll measure the diameter and also the spacing. The pitch? Yep. And then it will go back and it'll look at, are all the spares present? Is there any damage? It'll verify the location, all of those extra things. If it's good, it'll put it in the tray in front, and if it has any issues, it'll drop it in the tray that it picked it from. And what's really nice is we can go and call up on the screen any of the ones that we felt didn't pass, and it will show us a diagram and have markings of where the ball, bad balls are. Excellent. So basically it X's them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... so we can go back and we don't have to search it. We know right. exactly where to be looking. Yeah. Bingo. Yep. 
But we don't expect to have any of those. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's bingo, though. Uh, C29, ball C29. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I think that the, uh, you know, for us also, uh, as you and I talked about, like ball scan is, is key for any incoming inspection of product coming into Spirit, especially if we're going to touch it and do XRF or electrically test them or burn them, burn them in so that if we're putting them into a socket, we really want to understand what the, the integrity of the package and the balls are as we receive them, right? So your ball scanning capabilities in the back, we're going to utilize that for just straightforward ball scan. But to obviously do it uh, on the reball process is key, but uh, the machine doesn't care if they were as received or reballed or whatever. It's, it just has the skill same, to do the yeah, same, same process. Yeah, same process. And then uh, obviously we come out with XRF and test that and uh, and voila balls are done <laughs> let's play ball <laughs> well thank you today i appreciate you i know this is uh, kind of our our sweet spot right now because the industry is is so much in demand of reballing and accurate reballing and and totally automated reballing really this is i think one of the best machines i've uh, in processes i've ever seen so thanks to you and also thanks to Zef Malik, who um, always has great input and, and engineering tips for us. So uh, we look forward to a follow-up when, um, you know, we got our first thousand parts done. Sounds great. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening with Spirit this week. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to let us know what you want to hear about in aerospace and defense. You can find out more about Spirit's value-added services and product lines at spiritelectronics.com.